Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful and enkindle in them the fire of thy love. Send forth thy Spirit, and they shall be created, and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who didst instruct the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us in the same Spirit to be truly wise and ever to rejoice in his consolation. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Gospel According to St. Matthew Peter approached Jesus and asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, I say to you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. That is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor was brought before him who owed him a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, his master ordered him to be sold, along with his wife, his children, and all his property, in payment of the debt. At that, the servant fell down, did him homage, and said, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back in full. Moved with compassion, the master of that servant let him go and forgave him the loan. When that servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a much smaller amount. He seized him and started to choke him, demanding, Pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had the fellow servant put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now, when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have had pity on your fellow servant as I had pity on you? When in danger his master handed him over, then in anger his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly Father do to you, unless each of you forgives your brother from your heart. To forgive always, promptly and wholeheartedly. God pardons those who pardon others. The mercy we show to others is the same mercy that will be shown to us. This is the measure we find in today's reading. The first reading tells us, He who exacts vengeance with experience will experience the vengeance of the Lord, who keeps strict account of sin. Forgive your neighbor the hurt he does you, and when you pray, your sins will be forgiven. If a man nurses anger against another, can he then demand compassion from the Lord? The Lord has perfected His command by extending it to every person and to every offense. Through His death on the cross, Christ has made all men brothers 
in a new creation. St. Peter wondered aloud if this teaching was going too far when he asked Jesus how many times we must forgive another. The Lord responded, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy times seven. This means always. It is not a question of mathematical calculations. Christ wants us to learn how to overcome evil through the power of his infinite love. In the Our Father prayer, Christ taught us to pray. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Today's liturgy of the hours remind us that when we pray the Our Father, we have to be united among ourselves and with Jesus Christ, well disposed to forgive one another. This is the only way we will attract the infinite mercy of God. To forgive from one's heart often requires true faith. Due to the intensity of their faith, holy souls who have lived their lives in imitation of Christ often do not see the need to forgive. They realize that the only real evil is sin. Injuries and calumnies are simply not so very important. Let us examine our conscience today to see if we are holding on to any resentment, whether real or imaginary. Has our pardon been speedy, sincere, wholehearted, and unreserved? If they annoy you 50,000 times, that's how often you have to forgive them. Your patience has to get ahead of your bad feelings, wearing them out before they provoke more harm. If we truly learn how to forgive others, we will find it to be almost unnecessary since we no longer feel offended. Frequently, we can be offended by the most trivial things. A lack of gratitude, perhaps, a sharp word in a moment of weakness, or just a piece of bad luck. At other times, we can become upset from serious causes such as calumnies and twisted interpretations of what we have done with an upright conscience. Whether be the provocation, whatever the, be the provocation, if we are to forgive right away and to the full, we need to have our hearts directed towards God. This grandeur of soul will lead us to pray for people who do us harm. A renowned Spanish author has posed a problem in these terms. Is it not customary that the sick be treated with more affection than the healthy? Be then the doctor to your enemies. The good you do to them may enkindle worthy thoughts of love. Think of the means of perfection that your enemies are giving you. Consider for a moment that it was Herod's hatred that had made the innocents holy, not the love which they had from their parents. Our practice of Christian pardon and legitimate self-defense can bring many souls to the faith. This was how the first Christians behaved in the face of calumnies and persecution. As he prepared for his martyrdom, St. Ignatius of Antioch counseled the early church of Ephesus. But pray unceasingly also for the rest of men, for they offer ground for hoping that they may be converted and win their way to God. Give them an opportunity, therefore, at least by your conduct, of becoming your disciples. Meet their angry outbursts with your own gentleness, their boastfulness with your humility, their reviling with, this, with your prayer, their error with your constancy in the faith, their harshness with your meekness, 
and beware of trying to match their example. Let us prove ourselves with brothers through courtesy. Let us strive to follow the Lord's example and see who can suffer greater wrong, who more deprived, who more contempt. Thus we weed of the devil will be found thus no weed of the devil will be found among you, but you will persevere in perfect chastity and sobriety through Jesus Christ in body and soul. The Lord is ready to forgive everyone. St. Paul takes up this theme in his letter to the Thessalonians. See that none of you repay evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to all. To the Colossians, he writes, Bear with one another and forgive one another. If anyone has a grievance against any other, even as the Lord has forgiven you, so also do you forgive. If we truly learn to forgive others, we will find it almost unnecessary to do so, since we no longer feel offended. If we are not following Christ's way, if our charity becomes cold to someone in the family, in the workplace, in our school. In those occasions when it is more difficult to forgive, we need to repeat the Lord's words on Calvary, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. In most cases, however, it is enough that we smile or return a greeting or do some small favor in order to resume a friendship. The little frictions of each day should not lead us to lose our peace and joy. We cannot allow our pride to get the better of us in this regard. The sacrament of penance helps us to be merciful towards others. The Lord gives Peter a memorable explanation of the nature of Christian pardon in the parable of the two debtors. One debtor owed 10,000 talents, while the other owed a hundred denarii. The difference in value is enormous. It took 6,000 denarii to take a single talent. The lesson is that God's mercy is immensely greater than our own. True mercy belongs to those humble souls who understand how much they have been forgiven. Just as the Lord is always ready to forgive, so we must always be ready to forgive one another. And how great is the need for forgiveness in our whole world today. Indeed, in our communities and families, in our own hearts. That is why the special sacrament of the Church for Forgiveness, the sacrament of penance, is such a precious gift from the Lord. In the sacrament of penance, God extends His forgiveness to us in a very personal way, through the mystery of the priest. We come to our loving Savior with a burden of our sins. We confess that we have sinned against God and our neighbor. We manifest our sorrow and ask for pardon from the Lord. Then, through the priest, we hear Christ say to us, Your sins are forgiven. Go and do not sin again. Can we not also hear him say to us, as we are filled with his saving grace, extend to others seventy times seven the same forgiveness and mercy? Confession is a magnificent school of love and generosity. The sacrament renews the soul and vivifies its capacity for pardon. The church must profess and proclaim God's mercy in all its truth, as it had been handed down to us by revelation. This task belongs 
to every Christian. It seems especially urgent in our times. Let us ask Our Lady for a magnanimous heart like her own. She can help us to avoid brooding over disappointments and injuries. In addition, we must continue to grow in our spirit of reparation to the merciful heart of Jesus. We give you thanks, Almighty God, for all thy benefits. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.